today we're talking about an ingredient I hate. <laughs> okay. But hate, I know hate's a strong word. I definitely um, still eat it if someone cooks it and has it there in front of me. But if all the food in the whole wide world was positioned and laid out in front of me, capsicum is one of the things that I'd eat last. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Capsicum, capsicum is what oh, we're talking ca- about today. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I? Red and green. Re- really? So yep. red. Okay. The whole color. Because I, I don't like green capsicum, mm. but red has its place for me because it is quite sugary. And so if you, I'll talk a bit about, about it a bit more later, but if you like burn the crap out of it and then peel the skin off, it's quite sweet and nice mm. and you can sort of do stuff with it. Yeah, I definitely have more of a problem with capsicum when it's raw. Yeah. Like I think my hate for it started with, I can pinpoint the exact meal where there was a slice of raw red capsicum sitting on top of some kind of fish mousse arranged in a turret. Oh, And yeah. so that just, I just can't ever that'll, eat raw capsicum, like that'll, that'll pay for raw capsicum yeah, again. <laughs> that'll ruin a food for you. I'm really sorry you had to go through that. Em. That's I okay. Really am. Maybe today can be some kind of therapy. I feel like it's just going to be us <laughs> bitching about capsicum for the next 25 minutes or so. Uh, so if that's what you're into, uh, listen up. It's a, it's a latest ingredientpedia about a, a, an ingredient that we hate and need therapy about. <laughs> So capsicum's a huge part of the Australian TV landscape, played a pivotal role in one of Australia's most prominent TV shows. I'd actually go as far to say that it's integral to the fabric of our local TV industry. That's a big Um, call. It is. And capsicum starred in one of Australia's most popular TV shows. Is this going to be about neighbours? No, actually. (laughs) Okay, all right. Just checking. Um, Ready, steady, cook. (laughs) Yes. Now, it didn't get a primetime slot like MasterChef and other cooking shows that have come after it. And yeah, it's no longer on air. But that doesn't mean that people have forgotten whether you're Team Tomato or Team Capsicum. Yeah. Then I already know you're a huge Ready Steady Cook fan. I am. <laughs> but for people who don't know, it was a cooking show on Channel 9 that ran from 2005 to 2013. Mm. And the basic idea was there were two teams, Tomato and Capsicum which were made up of a chef and an audience member. And then each team had 20 minutes to create an entree, main and dessert in a competition kind of format. Mm -hmm. And chefs that have been on the show and then had their careers skyrocket are (laughs) Manu Fidel, George Columbaris, Shane Delia and Toby Puddock. Yeah. So um, they cook their meals and once they're finished cooking, the audience votes on their favourite dishes by holding up a sign with a red tomato with a face on it, mm-hmm. or a green capsicum mm-hmm. with a face on it. And then if there's more capsicums in the audience, the capsicum team wins. And then there's like a bonus round for the after it, isn't there, where they decide who is going to cook. Like, you know, they do like a mystery box channel, challenge at the end. Um, and there are various something... formats. That's not the true That's Ready Steady the... Cook. That's like an add-on That's that an add-on. happened yeah. um, in the latest series. And it I'm always sure. seemed to be due to um, uh, like probably excess stock of a certain type of food at the supermarket <laughs> chain that was advertising on Ready Steady Cook. So it'd be like turkey legs <laughs> and this delicious cream from Buller Cream. <laughs> and then they would make a dessert mm. with turkey in it and everyone would sort of sick up in their mouths a little bit and then hold up a capsicum. Mm. One key key point I forgot to mention was that it's ho- the, in its prime it was hosted by Peter Everett. Mm. Um, and apparently it's won two Logies, which... 
despite what I said earlier. I find ha- it kind of surprising. Do they to have be daytime logies for any any of our international listeners? The logies are the, the Australian Television Awards, but they're very very lame. Like they're really bad awards, yeah. and they usually get uh, a, a, an international import out to. Uh, hand out like the gold logie, which is the mm. the uh, audience voted most popular television well, personality. Most of them are audience voted anyway, so it's not really. That's true. It's yeah. just like whatever TV show has an alliance with TV week wins. Yeah. Yep. Um, so but somehow, anyway, they won two. And and Peter <laughs> Peter Everett, who was the host, he. he like what? What's his deal? He's not a chef, or anything. like, wasn't he like an interior designer? He basically designer knows nothing about food, which yeah. is quite evident in the show. Yeah. But I think he's the everyman. Yeah. Like, he's asking the questions that people in the audience are scared mm. to ask. So they'd be like, yeah, "So this turkey leg that you're cooking, what, what are you? Is this a dessert you're making?" Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously, great show, and it's actually transcended TV. It's. It's um have it has its own life in the world of the internet. Okay. Um, which obviously means memes. So one of my favourite memes in the or I, I don't know if oh, fuck. I don't know if it's an actual meme, but it's just a picture that's really great. Mm-hmm. So it says there are two kinds of people in this world and then it just has a you have to look at it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a picture of a, um, someone holding a tomato I looked at it, but the and someone holding home. a capsicum. Yep. And they're really funny, which is true. You're either team tomato or team capsicum. And what are you? Oh, um, okay. Obviously, <laughs> you don't need to ask that. Sorry. But let me just remind you how the voting system works. Okay, sure. By playing this. Of course, now it's time for you, the audience, to decide... Which one that you prefer, though? Which recipe? So please vote with your tomatoes if you think that uh, Manu and Julie have the master class over there with their little orangutan. Or show a capsicum if you think that Alistair and Miss Helen hit their dishes, hit the spot today. So it's up to you, audience. So hold the cards up now. And Judge Georgie is to do the counting for us. She's the adjudicator. Well, they're a happy bunch. What? Look at those lovely smiles. All the way down from the Shire, the ladies. It's and the tomatoes. Gents. It's tomatoes. It must have been close, everybody. Very, very close. Mm, so that's how the voting mm, works. Basically, team tomato won because capsicums are shit. Right. right. That was the whole point of yeah. what you just played then was every, just that tomatoes every, won. Yeah. And also to point, out, to point out to people that we basically stole the voting format from our podcast from Ready, <laughs> Ready Steady, Cook. We're basically the shit podcast version of Ready, <laughs> Steady, Cook. Okay. How do you cut capsicum? Do you have a, um, a method? I don't like to cut it. I don't like to have anything to do with it. But generally I cut it like you hold it so the green bit's at the top and then cut it in like four ways downwards. Okay. And do you do anything with the top or the bottom or you just sort of... Uh, just I, I feel like I've pushed it. you too far on, on the <laughs> capsicum question. Um, I, I've got my ways of doing it basically, yeah, similar kind of thing. It depends what I'm doing with it. Like if I'm... Uh, if I'm going to use it grilled, then I'll kind of like burn the shit out of it before I even cut it at all. Uh, but, you know, if I'm if I'm putting it into a, you know, if I'm dicing it or something like that, that that's the way I'll do it. But I'm, I'm not really wedded to any particular way of, of cutting them. Um, but enter the weird world of internet comments where you find out that people are really passionate about capsicum. Basically, Fairfax food writer Jill Duplay posted on the Good Food website a simple way to cut capsicum. Um, the, the article is called How to Cut Capsicum, and then this is what she said. Here's a handy tip for when you need to chop capsicum for a stir-fry or a salad. But first, pick a perfect pepper. 
place it on the board, take a sharp knife and cut down through the shoulders. That's it. That's all you have to do. No more cutting in half and worrying about the ribs and the seeds. And just pick that up and you're done. Kind of sounds like an exercise video. It does. It makes me <laughs> want to work out. Um, so, yeah, that's her description. You can cut a capsicum any way you like. But this quick kitchen hack means more control and less mess. Very handy when you want to chop capsicum, red, yellow or green for a stir fry salad. Um, so nothing too controversial there. She's just described the same way that you and I cut capsicum. You stand it upright and you cut downwards, leaving the core and the seeds in a single piece and you throw them out. Done. But here are some of the comments. I'm sick of silly articles pompously declaring that we're doing some simple household task wrong. And please stop with this idiotic term hack. What's wrong with tip <laughs> or just advice? Too boring, I suppose. Chris, Marrickville. Should be entitled, How to Cut a Capsicum to Make a Mess and Waste It. <laughs> Nile, Sydney. Really? Not only a wastefully, demonst- uh, wastefully demonstration, that's actually what it says, but really dumb. Uh, and then, uh, I like this one because there's a backstory. As a chef, I learned to top and tail, then cut the four sides down. No water, no seeds in the mix either. Got a swift kicking if there were seeds in the mix. Quite hot too. Now I make jewellery much more enjoyable. <laughs> It's a nice story. And then, yeah, the last one, the last one there is worst article ever. So the moral of the story, people are passionate about capsicum and never, ever try to tell people how to do things. So there are obviously different colored capsicums. Yes. There's um, obviously red, green, sometimes orange, sometimes yellow. And if you're like me, you just walk past them every week because you have no time for them. And the difference between the colors doesn't really matter. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, I did used to work in a supermarket, as I've said before, and the difference in price did intrigue me. Red capsicums are usually more expensive than green capsicums. And today I checked and red capsicums were $3 more expensive than green. $3 a kilo more expensive. Mm. So they were $10 a kilo and green capsicums were $7 a kilo. Really? So I wanted to find out why this is. So actually all capsicums came from the same species of plant called capsicum annum. All capsicums start out green and then as they mature, they turn yellow and then orange and then red. So the red one stays on the plant longer than a green one, Mm -hmm. which is why they're slightly more expensive um, because the farmers have to tend to them for a longer time. And they also have different nutritional benefits, um, which I can't really be bothered going into because they're just all big names, but, you know, different things. Green one has more chlorophyll, that kind of shit. And then I also tested out the difference in taste. And, yep, they're both shit, but the green one tastes a little bit more shit and the red one is sweeter. <laughs> that's, that's the scientific <laughs> description of green capsicum. Just tastes shit. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. I feel like this food podcast has been too much about food and Mm. I usually tend to like to bring it back to something else. Um, So uh, for those of us without a culinary bent and perhaps a predilection for social unrest, when we think capsicum, we might very well think of the spray. But what is capsicum spray and does it even contain capsicum? I wish I'd looked it up. No, I did look (laughs) it up. Uh, Basically, capsicum spray is a spray that delivers a concentrated dose of capsaicin, which is the ingredient in chili that makes our mouth feel like it's burning, even though it's not actually burning. Um, And it also makes our sinuses, our eyes, any kind of really um, sensitive part of the body um, feel like it's burning. 
Um, so it's got around uh, sort of commercially available capsicum spray will have around 1.2 to 3% of um, active capsaicin in the spray. Uh, so that's 1.2 to 3% of concentrated chili getting into your eyes, your nose, your lungs. Um, and that's a Scoville rating of 500,000 to 15 million. Um, so Scoville rating is the rating you use to, to rate how hot a chili is. So a, a habanero or a bird's eye chili would measure somewhere around 100,000. So getting up to 15 million, you know, which is uh, a hell of a lot more than 100,000, is that's some, some spicy meatball right there. Um, but the other question there is if there's that much capsaicin in capsicum spray, how much is there in a capsicum? It's a good question. There's none. Capsicums have no capsaicin in them at all. That's why they're not spicy. So they've got a Scoville rating of zero, uh, or bell peppers as they're known in the, in the States. So they've got a Scoville rating of zero. So capsicum spray is one hell of a misnomer. Jalapeno spray or habanero spray or Guatemalan insanity pepper spray all make more sense than capsicum spray. Uh, capsicum spray has caused numerous deaths, basically by constricting the breathing of people whose breathing shouldn't be constricted. And the Los Angeles Times reported in 1995 at least 61 deaths associated with police use of pepper spray since 1990, in this, and that's in this US alone. The US Army concluded um, in a 1993 study that pepper spray could cause mutagenic effects, carcinogenic effects, sensitization, cardiovascular and pulmonary toxicity, neurotoxicity, as well as possible human fatalities. There is a risk in using this product on a large and varied population uh, but it still got approved and the some of the thinking behind that is that the head of the fbi's less, less than lethal weapons program who needed to ap- approve uh, ca- the use of capsicum spray was a, a guy called special agent thomas w w ward and he was fired by the fbi and sentenced to two months in prison for receiving payments from a pepper gas manufacturer while conducting and authoring the FBI study that eventually approved capsicum spray for FBI use. A prosecutor said that from December 1989 through 1990, Ward received about $5,000 a month for a total of $57,500 from Lucky Police Products, a Fort Lauderdale, Florida-based company who was a major producer and supplier of pepper spray. Uh, The payments were paid to a Florida company owned by Ward's wife. So that's how it got approved for use, uh, and that's how so many people have been killed by this stuff, which basically just sprays concentrated chili into your orifices. I could go into whether it's legal to carry it around. It's complicated. Unless you're in Mongolia, go for it in Mongolia. <laughs> you're fine. But in this, all, every state of Australia has different rules and regulations. Most states in the US have different rules and regulations. The only place I'm comfortable to say you can carry it is Mongolia. So go hog wild with the, with the capsicum spray, Mongolians. So usually I like doing a recipe or making something for one of my facts. So I was having a look around for capsicum recipes um, on the internet and then I realised I was hate searching for capsicum <laughs> recipes. Um Kind of like hate watching a TV show. Disgusting like. <laughs> capsicum recipes. How not to eat capsicum ever in your eyes. I hate it. No, I just had to type in capsicum recipes and <laughs> shit ones came up. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I was looking at some and there was an American website for healthy kids and they had an article on there called 10 Delicious Snacks with Bell Peppers. So one of those recipes on there is capsicum boats 
which is basically squares of red capsicum with goat's cheese on top, which in no way resembles a boat. I'd eat eat that though. It's uh, got goat's cheese in it. Come on. Yeah, I'd maybe like eat the goat's cheese part. (laughs) And then throw the capsicum (laughs) at the wall. Capsicum is specifically bad. No, capsicum is especially bad raw. Let me just say that. And then there's the hummus octopus, which is basically a plate of hummus with a capsicum cut up in the shape of an octopus on top, which is like technically good. I'll give them that, but definitely not something you want to eat. Good knife skills. Good knife skills. Would need it. (laughs) And then I hit the shit capsicum snack. Jackpot. Capsicum flowers. So to make the capsicum flowers, you take a whole capsicum, cut the top off, take out the middle bit so there's kind of like a hole down the interior of the capsicum and then you fill that hole with a carrot. So when you hold it up, the capsicum looks like the petals and the carrot looks like the flower centre. So um, that's the whole recipe. So basically you just put a carrot inside the capsicum. So capsicum flowers, they're not a snack. I'm pretty sure any kid handed a whole capsicum with a carrot in the middle would agree with me. All right. I'm getting getting from you that uh, you don't like capsicum. I'm just reading between the lines. Not a fan? Not a huge fan. And particularly you're not a fan of green capsicum. I'm getting that kind of vibe as well. Okay. You're not alone. It's a thing. Hating green capsicum is a thing. This is from an article in the New York Times. I get a sour taste and a weird feeling in my throat just looking at one, said Diane (laughs) Chirillo, a home cook in Merrick, New York. I love the reds, but I can't be in the same room as a green bell pepper. Others compare their texture and flavour to those of a styrofoam cup. In wines, the aroma of green peppers, characteristic of some Cabernet wines, is considered aggressive, something to be kept strictly under control. Yes, it's an unforgiving world for green peppers, often dismissed as an unripe, indigestible form of the sweetly superior reds. So that's an article in the New York Times about defending the green capsicum. On top of that, there's also instances of capsicum allergies that that are more prevalent in green capsicum. Um, Symptoms of a bell pepper allergy typically present minutes to an hour after ingestion of a bell pepper, which is what Americans call capsicum, or of a food containing bell pepper. These symptoms typically involve the skin, gastrointestinal tract, or respiratory tract. Um, You're looking at nausea, vomiting, uh, shortness of breath, cough, changes in voice character, I don't know mm-hmm. how it does that. That's scary. Like, you eat a capsicum, you're like, I ate a capsicum. No. Uh, a severe <laughs> allergic reaction with sorry with symptoms of difficulty breathing and dizziness is called anaphylaxis and can be life-threatening. So capsicums can apparently kill you. Um, it's so reviled, and green capsicum in particular, is so reviled that the Pixar film Inside Out was recut to include exactly how disgusting green capsicum is. So in the UK and US version or the you know version that we got over here the animation's main character Riley. Um so if you haven't seen the film it's about the internal kind of emotions of a little kid called Riley. Um and there's like anger, disgust, fear and uh something else. Um <laughs> I can't remember, I, I, you know I, I I dipped in and out my my kid was terrified of it so I had to keep chasing him. <laughs> into the other room uh, to see (laughs) that he was okay. Um, But uh, so one of them is disgust and and disgust is awoken in the international version by Riley, uh, the version that we have here, by Riley eating broccoli. This doesn't make sense in Japan because among Japanese kids, um, broccoli is considered delicious. So they replaced broccoli with 
green capsicum, which are generally considered disgusting. Uh, this is a tweet from Pixar tech artist David Lally. He says, all the broccoli in Inside Out was swapped with green peppers for Japan. Peppers are disgust there, not broccoli. <laughs> so you're not wrong in hating green capsicum. They should have just had green capsicum for everyone in that movie. Like, I, f- I feel like that would save them a lot of time and it would still make sense here. Yeah, I, I like the idea that we're giving Pixar advice. <laughs> you know what you're doing wrong, Pixar? <laughs> just picking the wrong vegetables. That's why you're so unsuccessful. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, the, the golden age of Pixar after they start listening to Ingredipedia. Cool, so what did we talk about? I talked about Ready, Steady, Cook. Uh, then I talked about how to cut a capsicum. And in round two, I talked about the difference between colours in capsicums. And I talked about capsicum spray. And then I talked about the capsicum flour recipe. The worst snack ever. And I talked about disgusting green capsicum and Pixar. Uh, so I, I've bought a capsicum to take photos of for people to vote on Instagram. Um, that yeah. must have hurt. I can't believe you actually <laughs> bought a capsicum. I know, it's I'm so sorry. expensive. $10 a kilo for a piece of... Should have bought the green ones. They were only $7. True, but I didn't want to have that in my house. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you paying money for it for this podcast. Thanks for listening.